Welcome to the newest edition of the Screenfellows Podcast. My name is Carlos. And my name is Ozzy. In this episode, we will be reviewing Lego Ninjago and talking about our favorite Tom Cruise movies. Enjoy the show. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. How are you doing? I am doing all right, man. How are you doing? I am a little stressed, but we have had quite the adventures trying to start this episode because Skype is really messing with my life right now, and it's horrible. So I'm in. Oh, sorry, man. Yeah, sorry. if you do hear distortion in the background when, especially when Ozzy talks, I honestly have no idea what's wrong with Skype. I'm working on fixing it, but right now it's being really annoying. I feel like we've had this problem before, like when we first did this new setup, but it went away. So I was like, okay, we're good. Well, apparently not because this is horrible and it definitely is Skype. So we're calling out Skype on the podcast. Get your crap together. Damn. Uh, Crow's coming in with the freaking name calling <laughs> over here. Anyway, <laughs> let's, uh, we're going to get started right away because we're, we need to get going. We Ozzy's got some places to be. I've got things I need to get done. We're just busy people. So we're going to get through this episode. But I won't say it like that because, you know, I am interested to hear what you think of Lego Ninja Go. And yes, I'm going to call it Len- Lego Ninja Go until re- basically for forever. I'm I'm not going to call it its actual how it's actually supposed to be pronounced. Screw that. Why not? Because Why not? screw this movie. Um, <laughs> what did you well, think damn. of Lego Ninjago? When I went into it, I was asking myself, "Why did they have to make this movie?" Because there was already a Lego version. There was like there was already a Lego movie this year. I didn't think we needed two Lego movies. Um, anyways. I thought it was all right, uh, not as good mm-hmm. as the first one. Clearly, I thought this movie was kind of disappointing. Honestly, when you had such a such a great voice cast and everything, so I thought I was I was honestly kind of disappointed about how this movie actually ended up turning turning out to be. I mean, when you have this like the huge success that the first one has. And then after that, these movies, in my opinion, have been slowly digressing since the first one. Um, it's really disappointing. Yeah. The, uh, this movie is, it's, I don't know, it's the most kiddie out of all of them, right? It's it's the most where you're just like, I'm sure kids would like this, but there there's really not too, too much in there. I mean, there's some... We can get into positives, I guess. There's some good emotional kind of moments as the movie progresses, but I, I don't even... I didn't really care about any of these characters, so even when we got these so-called emotional moments where they they worked just because they they were well-written, but they could have worked better if I cared more about the characters... But that's not to take away... It was well-written towards the end. 
and I do think that there were some cool action sequences type things, and there were also, um, I, I think the mythology is interesting. It kind of reminded me of Power Rangers, so you know I'm down for that. Ozzy probably yeah, not so the, much. Yeah, that's the vibe I got from that. Yeah. So <laughs> what what other positives did you have, Ozzy? I thought the voice casting was pretty good. Okay. I mean, it didn't help the movie. I just thought the voice casting was pretty good. Um, I thought it still had some of the funny, you know, quirks that the first one did, which is pretty good. I do think that the action sequences in this movie are pretty good for it, you know, compared to the other three. I mean, it's still pretty top-notch when it comes to the action sequences for what they are. Um, it's, I feel like the kids, kids going into this are going to enjoy it. So definitely go in and, into this movie and and you know your kids are gonna your kids are gonna enjoy it. I don't th- I just don't think it's gonna be as pleasurable for the adults though. Yeah. Um. And the animation in this movie is it's it's good it's good but uh just not as it doesn't hold up it doesn't hold up to the original. Yeah. It... <laughs> I it definitely has those Lego movie things type things, but for some reason, and I guess this can transition into negatives. And well, actually, you know what I want to use to transition to negatives, which I, I don't know how, if this will actually work. What did you think of just overall the humor in this movie? I thought it was all right. I mean, I really yeah. didn't uh bust out dying laughing yeah there's no right there's no like huge kind of moments where you're just like yes that was hilarious uh it's just there there were some good moments that made me laugh especially um once we got further on into that main father-son relationship that kind of was like okay that was pretty good and that goes along with kind of the emotional stuff as well once we started developing that that was cool just wish I cared about the characters more individually. Speaking of, let's get into negatives. I, the, I think that this movie didn't. I, it's almost like they want they planned this movie way back before they made the Lego Movie, and we're like, yeah, you know that show that's on like Disney Channel or Disney XD or whatever. Let's make a movie out of that. And then so they're like, all right. And then somebody made Lego Movie, and they're like, we should probably do it like that. I, it, it kind of feels like that. It feels like they wanted it to be like this show version or this movie version of this show that they had made. And they also wanted it to be the Lego movie. So when it did have that Lego movie type humor, for me at least, it felt really out of place where I'm just like, you're trying to be the Lego movie right now. But I don't think that's necessarily what this material fits best in. And then... It, it's almost like, yes, they kind of did the meta type things with the Lego movie where, you know, the villain is what it is. I don't know if it's in the trailer, so I'm not going to say it because I don't want to spoil it. Um, and like, not the villain, but something happens. <laughs> there's a there's a bad guy, I guess you would say, uh, that appears. And it's that happens, you're just like, okay. But then they also kind of stick to the mythology of the lego ninjago people or the lego ninjago city or whatever so i i don't know it it just felt really kind of disjointed tonally for me 
I'll agree with you on that, man. I mean, it, it did kind of fell over a place when it came when it went with the uh, when it went with the tone. Um, I definitely found this to be the kiddiest out of all of them. Um, to take that for what you will. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I didn't really care for the story as much, honestly, either. It was, uh, you know, this movie is really predictable as well. And it's kind of a problem for me. I mean, the other two really weren't. Uh, but this is the first one that I was like, this is really predictable. Mm-hmm. Really predictable. And I kind of feel like the animation of this movie went down a bit, you know? Like, I feel like it kind of... It kind of went lazy with with the animation in this movie. Yeah, just a little bit because I mean, even Batman the Lego Movie still held up. I mean, it was still pretty much top notch with the first one when it came to its animation. This one, I just I don't see it. I feel like they kind of went, um, they kind of got lazy with it, like with the water when it would, you know, when the water would splash. For instance. Yeah, um, that's you know, a good point. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I mean, it would actually be liquid, you yeah. know, compared to the other two. Yeah, like you'd see it as liquid, but like every time there was a splash, there was, you know, splashing Legos, mm-hmm. you know, so there really wasn't as much creativity when it came to the animation in this movie. They kind of just kept it uh, regular. And the reason why I'm saying that it's kind of lazy animation is because it just it didn't hold up to the first ones, um, you know, because everybody, everybody was complimenting the first one's design and everything. But yeah, um, furthermore... Um, super, I don't have a problem with, uh, with them being dramatic. I just feel like this is the most dramatic out of all of them. Yeah. And it almost felt like it was trying a little bit too hard at times. Yes. Yeah. And as I mentioned briefly in my positives, I think the characters are an issue here. I really didn't care about most of them, honestly. Like, yes, they, they finally get you to start caring about our green ninja, uh, Lloyd, but it takes a while, honestly. Like, I was really annoyed with him for, like, the first half of this movie, at least, where I'm just like, dude, you're really annoying, and I understand why half the city, or most of the city hates you. Um, it's just, he was just really whiny and complaining, and it just, I don't know, it didn't work for me as our protagonist. But eventually, you start to care as they develop that relationship with uh, Garmadon. That's his name, right? So, yeah. I, yeah, I th- and then all the si- all the other ninjas, uh, they were fine. I think uh, Kumil, what's his, Kum- I don't know, it's Kumil Nanjani or whatever, however you say his name. Uh, he His character was the other one that kind of got on my nerves just because he, he was really whiny as well and he was really annoying to me, but I'm sure some people will find him funny. Uh, overall, I just, uh, I think the characters are a problem in this movie especially in the first half where I'm just like, I don't really care. And I honestly couldn't remember like which ninja was which. And the only reason I could tell them apart was because of their clothes. So <laughs> uh, it's, yeah, that that's really the bulk of my negatives, I guess. And yeah, I don't know. Do you have anything else? No, man, that's it for me, man. All right. Well then I guess we should rate this movie. Ozzy, what do you have it at? I'm giving it a solid six. Yeah, I'm going to go a little lower than you, but not by much. I'm going to be at a 5.6. I think this is a movie where ultimately at the end of the year, we're going to be like, oh, yeah, Lego Ninjago came out. Or Ninjago, sorry, my bad. 
uh, <laughs> Lego Ninja Go <laughs> came out. We and, and it's just gonna be like, oh yeah, okay, cool. Like I'm, I don't feel like this is gonna be a movie that we're talking about, you know, for very often. Yeah. yeah. Um, this one was actually kind of disappointing. I mean, when you're coming off. This, I mean, I, I don't know what they're trying to do here. I mean, I guess they're trying to make like a like a make, like a Lego universe. I don't know what they're trying to do, but this one was really disappointing, man. I mean, like I said previously, the first one, you know, just so vividly. I remember, I, I think I went to go see that movie with you, actually. Um, you know, that movie was just so unique, so cool, mm-hmm. and just seeing different. You know, you're seeing all these different characters really come together. Uh, it was great to see it, to honestly see it. And um, the animation of the movie was really good. So, you know, if I'm going to rank these movies, um, it's going to be Lego Movie, the Lego Batman movie, and then the, the Lego Ninjago movie. Yeah. It, I it's just, it was really, it, I don't think it's a bad movie. And I think our scores reflect that. It's a, fine enough movie you can sit there and kind of enjoy it i guess and your kids probably will as well more so actually but it's just i don't know it's just kind of there in my opinion but we will the animation movies in this year were i feel like the animation movies this year yeah are disappointing a little bit honestly when you're coming up for great movies like moana zootopia kubo I mean, this year, you know, compared those three films compared to these films this year, you know, they're you know it's really disappointing, really disappointing. I'm I'm, I'm interested to see what other movies, what other animated movies come out this year. Yeah, uh, we still have Coco. That's one I'm really excited for. Did you did you get to see the trailer for that in front of um, in front of this movie? No, I haven't seen it yet. Oh, the new trailer like got me. I was like really, I'm really excited for that movie. So. I am very much looking forward to it. I was looking. I thought maybe Isle of Dogs, that new Wes Anderson movie, came out this year, but it comes out next year. So, unfortunately, we have to wait a little bit for that one. But let's kind of close out our discussion on these animated films and move on to our Tom Cruise movie discussions in the, or discussion. And this is in honor of... Um, what's that movie called that's coming out this weekend? American Made, right? That that's the movie that comes out this weekend, starring Tom Cruise, and I'm. It actually looks pretty good. I don't know how it's getting reviewed, but first, I mean, it looks pretty good from the trailer, so I'm excited for that. Uh, I know a lot of people, especially that I know, um, are very excited because Tom Cruise is playing a pilot again, and most people love uh, Top Gun. But let's. Uh, speaking of Tom Cruise movies, that people often. We're just kind of, I don't, do you have a particular order? I'm just kind of throw some out there and we can talk about them. I don't really have necessarily a ranking or anything. Do you? Oh, I was, uh, I was working on a ranking, but okay. um, I, I mean, yeah, if you can, want, we I mean, can, I don't, really, I don't really, I mean, I'll just, I'll just say it. All right. I mean, what, what's the first one you want to talk about then? Um, this one, I'm actually, I'm probably in the minority with this one. I actually really liked Oblivion. Yeah, no. <laughs> I really did. Take it away, Ozzy. I, I did. I don't know. I don't know what it was. I just, I just liked his performance. I mean, his performance actually really made me. I mean, I, I liked his character. I mean, it might just be his character. I don't know, but I just really like Tom Cruise's performance in that movie. I think that there's some great 
um, scores. I do think that some of the shots there are really good. Um, but you can just see, I mean, I just see this, this man, what I saw in the movie was a man just finding out like a, like just so much information just at one point and he was like, Oh crap. So like, it was really devastating and he was trying to save everything, trying to grasp everything, but it's very hard. Um, I, I, I don't know. I just really like his performance. I think this is, I mean, he, he was one of my favorite performances that he, uh, he gives one of the one of one of my favorite performances that I've, that I've seen from him. So I really, I really liked his performance in this movie. Yeah, I am not a big fan of that movie. I mean, okay, to be fair to this movie, when I went to go see this in the theaters, I went on a date and uh, we weren't paying attention to the movie very much, so I don't remember very much of it. But it was. Um, what I do remember, it was really kind of boring, to be honest. I don't know. I just, I've seen the movie again, bits and pieces. Like, I've seen it, like, on TV a couple times, like, just in passing. And nothing ever really grabs me about it. It seems like just an average Tom Cruise movie. But to each their own. The first one I want to talk about is, uh, I mean, I guess we should start at least mention, I don't know if this is going to be one you want to talk about, but Top Gun is probably the one we should at uh, spend a lot of time talking about is that one that you want to talk about or no uh no it's not my list oh, wow. is, I mean, it's, you know, and it's not anything it's just, it's just such a basic you know everybody has that on his list fair enough <laughs> everybody has it so I'm yeah. just like no, I'm well i i i guess i will be the kind of surrogate for everybody then this movie it's it's very, very 80s. <laughs> I will say that right now. But, I mean, it's tons of fun. There's no denying that. It, it's a lot of fun. And Tom Cruise's character and his chemistry with Val Kilmer in this movie, um, kind of their rivalry going back and forth is great. They have some great banter back and forth. They really do. And it's... Is it cheesy at times? Yes. Um, I think there are some very... At this point, infamous cheesy moments in that movie with the volleyball scene, uh, the silhouetted sex scene. It's it's a very memed movie at this point, I think we can say. But I don't think that should take away from, number one, how fun it is and how really just entertaining the characters are. But then number two, how well done the airplane scenes in this movie are. I mean, think about, I mean, they did that in an age kind of before the cgi like dominant age that we live in now so they did a lot of that most of it to be honest just by going up and <laughs> filming planes fly through the air and doing crazy things like that's i mean think about everything that happens in that movie and then the fact that most of it is just actually things that they shot and did. Like, what? That's insane. And they're really well done and really entertaining. I, they're still some of the most entertaining kind of aerial, like, jet type scenes you'll ever see in movies. I mean, they're so well done. And with how emotional that movie gets on top of it. I think just because the movie does have some cheesy moments and ha has been kind of parodied endlessly, at, people forget how actually good this movie is. I don't think that the cheesy moments should take away from it. 
Yeah. All right. I agree. All right. Well, what's another one you want to talk about? Uh, I have Edge of Tomorrow on here. Okay. That's, that was a shock for me. I really didn't think that movie was going to be good. I was like, eh. When I first, when I first saw the trailer, I was like, yeah, I don't know. A lot of people thought that. it was an Oblivion sequel, and that's why I, I think it didn't do too well in the box office. <laughs> um, but yeah. No, this movie ended up being really, really good. Especially oh, yeah, this it was great. With Emily Blunt. This is the first movie I actually saw Emily, Emily Blunt in. And um, damn, man, this movie ended up being like really good. I, don't, I think it might, it might have been one of my favorites of the summer, honestly. Um, again, you just see a lot of character development from Tom Cruise's character character and i do like the premise that the movie has it's a very original premise because you know i think two movies this year have had a similar premise Mm -hmm. where it's like live die repeat and try to figure out a way to survive i mean i think i've I've seen two other movies this year that have that same premise um but this one is by far the best execution of just that premise alone i do like the just just the pure action this movie and the um, you know, just this guy who was desperate to really escape this this day. You know, he's tired of living the same day. He's seen every outcome, and I think that's really just a, a unique story, mm-hmm. and it gets such a just a unique premise. And I think Tom Cruise really executes that character really well, and I believe that the director also shot it really well. Um, I love the writing. Uh, the writing in this movie is really great, and. It, you know, it's just such an intense movie as well. So yeah, definitely appreciate this movie for what it is. It, it is really, really good. And surprisingly so. I completely agree with you. It's one that you kind of went in and you're like, oh, it should, should be all right. And ended up being like one of the better, like more fun movies of that year. It really was. And Emily Blunt is just a force to be reckoned with in that movie. And it was kind of a different role for her. I mean, yes, she's always been kind of a BA actress, but to see her kind of kick it up to that level, you're like, oh, okay. Um, She can be like really BA. So I think that probably ended up getting her or at least helping her get that role in Sicario, which she got a lot of praise for as well. Um, all right, well, let's move on. And, oh man, there, there's actually like, there's a lot that I could talk about and I'll probably throw some honorable mentions in, uh, once we wrap it up and I'm not going to go with, there's a big one that I think you're going to probably finish up with. So I'm not going to necessarily touch on that. What I, am going to touch on is hmm, I guess I will go er, with a few good men it's probably the next one I want to go with and then I think I know what I'm going to wrap up on but if you have not seen a few good men um, it's (laughs) a few good men is where the very famous line um you can't handle the truth that line comes from it is the and i just want to make sure people understand that that movie is way more than just that line a few good men is absolutely phenomenal it's one of the best kind of law slash courtroom dramas you will ever see it's so good tom cruise has this level of earnestness to him in this movie that it it 
it kind of it it's something different from Cruz that I don't think we get to see too too often. And his just desire to just find out what happened and bring justice to this general who had been doing wrong and had caused a death, if I'm not mistaken. I can't remember, but it's it's just a phenomenal movie. It is, of course, I, I believe Aaron Sorkin wrote it, if I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong about that. But... It's so well written. It's some of the best dialogue you will ever see, like, period. And Tom Cruise just executes it just fantastically all the way throughout. And then, of course, I think Tom Cruise is the best when he has a great actor to play across from. And in this case, he's playing across from Jack Nicholson. So that's like, (laughs) Jack Nicholson's one of, like, the... I, I don't know if I'd say it one of the best actors of all time, but he's definitely one of the most unique actors of all time. And he'd be in the discussion for a lot of people's list for best actor of all time. I don't know if he'd be number one, but he'd definitely be in like a lot of people's top 10 list. So Tom Cruise playing across that level of talent kind of elevates him even further. And this movie, if you haven't seen it, you need to watch this movie. It is just phenomenal. And as good as Jack Nicholson's line, his famous line now, is just hearing it out of context, in context, it is even ten times better. Highly recommend A Few Good Men if you haven't seen it. And if you have, you know that this movie is amazing. So that's the one I definitely wanted to bring up. Have you seen A Few Good Men, Ozzy? Uh, I don't think I've seen it. Uh, it's just crazy. I need to see that movie. Dude, it's so good. Um, all right, what's your last one that you want to talk about? I think you know what I'm going to tell you about, Carlos. Yep. Um, Mission Impossible Rogue Nation, man. I, I, everybody knows I love this movie. I absolutely love this movie. It's a great I mean, movie. This is the, I think this is the time. This is the first time I've ever seen Rebecca Ferguson. Oh, yeah. I don't know if it was the first time you've seen her. No, I'm pretty sure. I, I think that introduced her to a lot of people. She was probably in indie movies and stuff like that. But honestly, I'd never heard of her. And I think that's the same for most people. So. Yeah, I mean, she's definitely one of the things that she's definitely one of the the, the people that really make this movie stand out uh-huh. to me as uh, Rebecca Ferguson's performance. I mean, she just gives one of the best performances in that whole entire movie. I do think that the action in this movie is so amazing, uh, especially that that airplane sequence that that takes off in the beginning of the film. Mm-hmm. Uh, he Tom Cruise actually did that. People, he actually he did that. <laughs> it took five takes. Five takes, man. Uh, it's insane. So, um, I just really love the 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 script in this movie as well. Um, mm-hmm. It's just so great. I think that the I, I love the dialogue, honestly, between him and um, who was it? Him and um, him and Benji. Benji, he was played by Simon Pegg. I, I just love I just love their interaction together. Uh, Simon Pegg is definitely the uh, the comedic relief, and Tom Cruise works great with him. Uh, I would love to see him work more with. I hope Jeremy Renner in the next one is is, is more involved because I'd like to see more dialogue between these two characters. I mean, I think I think Tom Cruise really excels in this movie just because of his cast members as well. I mean, when you give him just like you said earlier before, uh, when you give him like a like a like a good actor to work with and, and great writing. I mean, he works, he excels at that. And um, I'm really excited to see him in, in this coming, this upcoming movie, because again, you just have another great actor working in, in that movie. 
as well. So it's going to be great to him really interact with uh, some of these some of these actors in the next one. But um, that that is why this is my favorite. His interaction with these characters is just so great. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, the this movie is the best out of all of them. I I think you would agree with me there, and it's it's just. The action is great. It has the best kind of spy elements to it. And I think it uses the Mission Impossible tropes the best. And then uh, you're completely right about Rebecca Ferguson. I think she's the best part of that movie. And she was so good in that movie that that's honestly, I didn't recognize her in like the next like three movies that she's been in because I'm like, so like I, she's so good that you're just kind of like, that's Rebecca Ferguson. And you think of her. As Mission Impossible Rebecca Ferguson, right? And then in her next couple movies, she transforms into something completely different where I still have trouble recognizing, like, is that Rebecca Ferguson? Like, because all I think about is her performance in Mission Impossible. And that kind of is a compliment on that performance because it was such a defining performance for her. But it's also a compliment on just her talent because she kind of transforms just not necessarily physically. Like, they don't make her up differently necessarily. But it, she just she completely becomes the other uh, different characters, and I think she is gonna be an actress where she just needs like one breakout role before everyone is talking about her as one of the best actresses working today. So yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what she does next. Isn't she in like that um, Hugh Jackman movie coming out with the circus? Um. I have to see, man. Let me let me go to her her name on um, IMDb and, and see what else she's gonna be in. Uh, yeah. While you're doing that, I'll throw out some before I wrap up with uh, my last one that I want to talk about. I'm gonna throw out some quick honorable mentions. Two of them. I could do more, but I'm just gonna stick with two. Jerry Maguire. I think Bob would probably kill me. Uh, our former head of marketing, Bob, would probably kill me if I didn't mention Jerry Maguire. Jerry Maguire, if you haven't seen Jerry Maguire, there are tons of things in pop culture that you've heard 10,000 times and probably said a few times that came from Jerry Maguire. So just saying you should probably watch Jerry Maguire and you go, that's where that came from? Um, I'm telling you, watch it. It's a great movie and it's one of my favorite Tom Cruise performance performances because he gets really humbled in that movie. Uh, and then another one that I want to mention... Ooh, I, there's so many that I could mention. I could mention his kind of can't. I mean, it's not a huge, huge role, but Tropic Thunder. You could mention that because he does have a role in that. It's not the biggest role. Um, he plays one of the. He has like he makes that movie to me. He's a he's great. It's a great role, but it's not huge. So I wouldn't because he goes he goes all out, and it's just so great. Yeah. So the other full on honorable mention that I do want to have is Minority Report. If you haven't seen that, uh, you should probably see it. It's a Tom Cruise movie, and it's a Steven Spielberg-directed movie, so um, what are you doing? But it's a great movie where... I, I don't want to tell you too much about the movie, but basically the idea is that there are these beings who can see crimes in the future before they happen, and the cops use them to catch people committing crimes before they commit them and it is a great movie tom cruise is fantastic in it and he elevates that movie in my opinion now that movie it's really good it's a great sci-fi movie but 
it is pretty like you know it's it's just a straightforward kind of like this is a fun sci-fi action movie tom cruise kind of brings it to the next level so i do want to mention that one but my final one that i really want to talk about is of course rain man this movie (laughs) it's probably tom cruise's most uh, critically probably his most well-received movie and it is just phenomenal i mean tom cruise's he is a very complex character in this very kind of heartfelt and complex story where he finds his brother he finds out he has a brother and not only that but his his brother has kind of i don't I don't want to, I don't know how to say it politely. He's got, he's got, uh, mental issues, right? And, but his brother is also very good at counting cards and things like that. So he starts to use his brother, but then they grow really close. And it's this kind of really touching story about them going, growing close together. But at the same time, he is using his brother. So again, and he's a very complicated character. And I think this is the most Tom Cruise has ever had to work with. As an actor, when it comes to like script wise and kind of the depth of the character, I it's that definitely the most he's had to work with that I'd seen I've seen, and it might be his best performance. It's it's really quite good, and if you haven't seen Rain Man, you really should watch it. That's all I have to say. Uh, have you seen Rain Man, Ozzy? And if so, what did you think about it? I didn't see it. Oh man, dude, you gotta see it. So many. I, Tom Cruise is not my favorite actor in the world, to be honest. Uh, I well, I don't like him necessarily as a person, but and I think quite recently, not. I think there was a stretch of like five to six years where Tom Cruise was basically he was just Tom Cruise in every movie, and he he kind of really got on my nerves in that sense. But recently, I think he's kind of realized that he doesn't have too much longer to kind of chew on these kind of roles that he's been doing. And he's starting to kind of put out some really good work recently. I mean, you can't deny what he's been doing recently. So I'm looking forward to see kind of what he continues to do moving forward. And yeah, I'm starting to come back around on Tom Cruise. And I'm, to be honest, one thing I'm really excited for for Tom Cruise is when he fully embraces his age, because Tom Cruise is like, he's like 50 right now, right? Mm-hmm. Around that. Yeah. So once he like kind of accepts, like, I'm an old dude, like, and he starts taking kind of older guy roles, I'm very curious to see kind of how he takes that transition, how what kind of stuff he's able to do once he starts accepting his age. And really, once he's kind of realizes, I can't keep doing these insane physical roles anymore. Uh, hey, right now he can do it and, you know, keep doing keep doing it while you can. Liam Neeson has been doing it for way longer than he should. But he definitely kind of realized I, that he didn't have too much longer that he could do these. So he did a bunch of them. And I think Tom Cruise is kind of in the same thing. But Tom Cruise is probably making better decisions when it comes to what movies he's doing than Liam Neeson did. So <laughs> hopefully Tom Cruise does better than Liam Neeson in the sense that he continues to make better choices. But number two, that he kind of 
gets out before he gets to the point where Liam Neeson is, where he's like, you're old and you shouldn't be doing these roles anymore. But uh, that's basically all I have to say on the Tom Cruise issue. Ozzy, do you have anything else for Tom Cruise? No, man. I, that's it for me. Um, right. Rebecca Ferguson, by the way, is gonna, going to be in The Greatest uh, Showman. So be prepared for that. Sweet. I, I, yeah, I'm... I totally, totally forgot that she's actually going to be in, that she's actually, she has three releases, three film releases this year. I mean, we already saw Life, and mm-hmm. she's going to be in Snow, The Snowman, and she's also going to be in The Greatest Showman. So oh, she's in The Snowman? Great. I'm really looking forward to that movie. All yeah. right. Man, so let's move on you want to do recommendations ozzy uh i'll let you go first all right <laughs> sounds good i uh, break a trend. I, I i i didn't want to do back to back um i i didn't want to do back to back movies from this director from darren aronofsky but I've been thinking, I've been in a Darren Aronofsky mood ever since Mother. And I talked about on our last episode, my recommendation was The Wrestler, which in my opinion is one of the best movies I've ever seen. And it's a very different, as I said, it's a very different Aronofsky movie. It is very much kind of a more straight narrative where you're going to watch it and go, man, I can't believe the same person who directed Mother directed this. when it comes to the structure, but one movie that is definitely more on the mother side, but it's not full on, like it's not as crazy and as abstract as mother. It's definitely got a straight on narrative, but it's got a lot of dream sequences and really trippy drug sequences. And that is Requiem for a dream. Requiem for a dream is a movie that I just recently watched and I will say this about Requiem for a Dream. If the goal of movies is to get you to have an emotional response, then if that's what you're going, if that's what you think the goal of movies is to kind of evoke an emotional, strong emotional response from the viewer, then Aronofsky succeeds succeeds in this movie like no other director with a movie I have ever seen. This movie is a gut punch like you will you have never felt. It is one of the most depressing and frankly just just really sad movies you will ever see. It follows three or four characters really and how drugs and addiction takes control of their lives and just absolutely wrecks everything and ruins everything it it does you know those silly kind of psas that they used to kind of um release all those different things where they're like this is your brain on drugs and all these different things right where they're kind of like don't do drugs well if you want to really feel like you never are going to do drugs it's watch wrecking for a dream because that movie (laughs) really really shows the negative impact that drugs and in in general, if you want to widen, broaden the scope of the movie, just addiction, the negative impact of addiction and how it just destroys everything in its path and can kind of deteriorate you as a person and the things you are willing to do when you are addicted to something. It's again, it's just, 
I have never just been after a movie, just been like, Oh my gosh, <laughs> that really impacted me. And it's, it's something. I mean, I don't, like I said, I still think the wrestler is his best movie, but again, if you are looking for something to get you to just feel, man, Wrecking for a Dream does it like no other. So it's on Netflix. If you haven't seen it and you're not one of those people, I know there's tons of people who are like, I go to movies to escape life and to be happy and that's fine. I completely understand that. That's your prerogative. And then you probably don't want to watch this movie. But if you, number one, appreciate good filmmaking because it is very well done. And then number two, want to see what it, what a director can do when they really want to bring emotions out of you, then watch this movie. It's truly powerful. So highly recommend if that's your thing. Yeah. What do you got? I'm really passionate about that movie, man. It's great. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to actually just recommend the release of the 2017 release. It's still on theaters, I believe. So, last time I saw Wind River. If, guys, if you haven't seen Wind River, I highly recommend that you see yes. it. It's, it's definitely one of the best movies of 2017 so far. Uh, Jeremy Renner and Elizabeth, um, Elizabeth Olsen star in this movie. Again, they have great chemistry. You guys probably know these actors from the MCU. Jeremy Renner plays Hawkeye. She plays Scarlet Witch. Um, for those of you guys that are you know, wondering, hey, can these guys do anything else in Marvel movies? Check this movie out. Really good. Um, really haunting. Kind of creepy score. Um, I, I personally like the score. I think it's a really unique score. I think it's one of the, probably, one of the, probably one of the most unique scores this year. I'm going to be honest with you. Um, the cinematography is great. The kind of the, just where the locations where it was shot, it was just really, really interesting to see that part of, um, I think they shot, I think that, I think this takes place in Wyoming. Um, so interesting to see, which is really interesting because I don't think a lot of films are actually shot in Wyoming. So it was really interesting to see that. Um, if I'm gonna be, if I'm gonna be honest with you, but um, yeah, it's directed by Taylor Sheridan. Mm-hmm. So the guy, you guys who have seen uh, Sicario, you guys have seen Hell or High Water. I would definitely give this movie a uh, a watch. Definitely, it is really great, and it's one that I want to watch again because I have a feeling I'm gonna appreciate it m- m- the more I watch it, and I, I'm really looking forward to seeing it again. It's a great movie, so I concur with Austin. Yeah. I really this time I really not, I re, I came out this movie and I was like I ended up really liking liking this movie really liking this movie yeah. and I personally think it's better than Hell or High Water. Carlos doesn't think it's better than Hell or High Water, but that just shows you I mean just how good Taylor Sheridan is. I mean he wrote the last one. He wrote Sicario. Mm-hmm. He wrote he wrote uh, Hell or High Water, and he wrote and directed this one. So I was, it's it's just really good. Oh, it's fantastic. He, he is one hell of a writer, so definitely. If you go into a movie written by Taylor Sheridan, it could be a directorial disaster, but the script will be amazing. <laughs> so <laughs> just just count on that part. Yeah, definitely. All, All right. right, man. You want to sign um, us out? 
Of course. Where can people find you on social media? All right. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Cheery456. And, of course, make sure you follow us all over social media, all at ScreenFellows, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, our YouTube channel as well. We're going to be putting stuff up on there again pretty soon. And then our website, Brianna, does great stuff over there. So make sure you check that out. And speaking of which, I know we talked about it in the last episode about having Brianna on for this episode. And we probably should have talked about this at the top. It just didn't work out scheduling-wise. We couldn't get her on for this episode. We will try to get her on soon. But scheduling-wise, we just couldn't get her on, and it's unfortunate. But like I said, we'll try to get her on. So. Yeah, sorry. You know, <laughs> it's just, it's just, uh, you know, we all have crazy schedules going on right now. So it's just it's, it's kind of hard to really kind of get in and everything. But, yeah, um, and it's, yeah. it's going to get even crazier because I am – I don't know. if Have I even told you this? I'm not 100% sure. But I very, very well may be coming – back to florida for a little less than a week next week so i don't even know how we're gonna record we're gonna figure it out it'll be crazy um but i'm looking forward to it hopefully i can manage to do it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. you called me you called me cool you gave me a phone call <laughs> i was like ooh, carlos went back for a little bit of a week i'm excited yep looking forward I'm to excited, it man. i'm looking forward to it if only it look I'm very happy to see my family. Don't get me wrong. But I'm also very looking forward, very much looking forward to being able to see a bunch of movies. I'm going to, if I do come home, I'm going to see so many movies you have no idea. Because if I want to see half of the movies that are in theater where, in theaters where you are, I have to drive an hour where I'm at right now. So I really don't get to see too many indie movies and just smaller releases in general. So I'm just really looking forward to being able to see a lot of those that are out by you right now. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. I understand that, man. (laughs) All right, guys. You guys can find me on Twitter, at CastroOzzy. And also, check us out on YouTube. Um, I know we haven't posted anything in a while, but Enrique and I are planning some stuff. So just keep an eye out for that. Alright guys, we hope you enjoyed the show. Please feel free to listen and subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or SoundCloud. Please rate and review the podcast on iTunes and Google Play. Also, check us out on YouTube, like I just said. Guys, this is Screen Fellas. Screen Fellas.